Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Reports coming out on Wednesday that the NBA is getting closer and closer to a return. And when it does, it will likely be in Orlando, Florida at Disney. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Mike Petralia and Jimmy Toscano. What do you guys feel about the possibility of the NBA coming back and all the teams meeting up down in Disney World? Well, it sounds like this is what they've been working towards for, you know, since they had to put the, the season on hold. I've been a non-believer that it would happen. I've been on the side of, I just said, there's too many outside forces at play here and there's too many what ifs and there's just too many un- unknown, too many unknowns. So I'm a little surprised to hear it. I'm, again, I'm, I'm certainly for it returning, you know, assume, you know, if they can figure out a way to do it safely. I do think the logistics are crazy. Um, it sounds like if it were to start, it's not gonna be towards the end of July. So the biggest thing to me, is that it sounds like next season is going to start later. It sounds like maybe the NBA is positioning themselves to permanently start later. I know that that's been something that people have talked about in the past, but maybe they're saying we're going to start our next season on Christmas. Maybe that's the start of the new season, and it's going to take you into the summer um, every year now because we already know that they're expecting um, a second wave. And I, I mean, I'm just going by what I hear, but if they're expecting a second wave to hit again, in the fall, then why would they plan on starting the NBA season in the fall anyways? Well, I, I think, you know, the one thing going in the NBA's favor in all of this is they have experience with the summer league, right? And they know that uh, games can have, you know, intrinsic value to the players and coaches in albeit uh, there are some fans in those summer league games, but in venues that are far <laughs> different. What's that, Jimmy? It gets busy. At the, I mean, it gets packed at those at those arenas. It does, but it's not the same level as, as a typical NBA game. And you have kind of all of these teams in one location. And I think their feeling is, look, if these games are played in empty gyms, nobody's going to care anyway. We're just going to put them on TV so we can get a product out there so we can make some advertising revenue back. That's all this is about. I, mean, sure. I think all three of us can agree that this is not about the keeping the integrity of crowning an NBA champion 2000. 2020. That's not what this is about. This is about getting a product out there so that they can uh, bill advertisers, get some revenue, recoup some of their losses, and move on 
with some revenue heading into the 2020-2021 season. And so that like with the NFL is facing the same thing, the NHL is really facing a lot of the same thing, uh, MLB also, you, you know, these teams and these leagues need money in the coffers heading into the next season. So that's one of the big reasons, uh, you know, to support what the NBA is trying to do here. The other thing is we're really going to find out putting the feet to the fire of players like Chris Paul, who are on record saying we're dying to play again. We really want to get back on the court and just play the game. And, you know, I think, you know, if the NBA gives some type of assurances to players that testing will be in place, um, things will be safe and that teams will be quarantined and not for too long in a tournament type of situation, which this sounds like it would be, I think the players are more readily to sign off on it than, let's say, a baseball proposal where you're talking three or four months by yourself. Yeah, let's talk about how what it would look like to actually return to playing. Because right now, a lot of NBA facilities are open or are soon to be opening up. Hopefully, they're saying they're targeting June 1 as all of the NBA facil practice facilities being able to be opened. And if you are planning on shipping all these teams down to Orlando towards the end of July, that gives over a month of teams to be able to get their players back into shape get them practicing together and kind of ramp things back up before you actually start playing. But when the teams get down to Orlando, do you expect a mini regular season before the playoffs? Or do you think they're going to jump right into a expanded type of playoff format? <laughs> it's so hard to say. I mean, there, there's so many steps they have to take in order to even get to playing. I mean, nobody's together right now. So everyone's got to travel to their, workout facility, get together, practice, probably quarantine before that even happens, right? If they're all traveling, then they've got to travel to, whether it's Disney World or whether it's Las Vegas, maybe they have to quarantine again at that point. I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly in no position to, to say what they should or need to do, but I, I'm just, I, I'm interested to see in more details that comes out about this, because if they're going to start playing in, in late July, how much time do they have to have a regular season? Is it even worth it when 85% of the team's based on the amount of regular seasons you have, might not even need to play a regular season game. They're already in the playoffs, so what's the point? And if you're in dead last, is it really worth worth your, you know, worth the travel, worth the health risk, worth the quarantine to go play a regular season for 10 games and then, what, go home again? I mean, I get it. At the end of the day, they, these guys all want to make money, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe money talks, and they're willing to play however many games it is to get them to next season. Well, that's all it is about, guys, is the money. And that's why I think some type of extended tournament, maybe even a kind of a March Madness bracket type of situation where you have, I know, Jimmy, you like that idea? Uh, Who said that? Who where said you that? have mini tournaments, best two out of three or something like that. Oh. And, you move, and, and you have some type of round robin leading into March Madness where you have championship week in the NCAA tournament. Uh, before yep. the NCAA tournament, right? And there's a big buildup in that week before March Madness. And then the actual 68 team field gets going. You know, yeah. that is something I think players could buy into because you look, you're not talking about, again, multiple months. You're talking about, let's say, six to eight weeks, maybe five to six weeks, depending on how far your team advances. And, you know, that is all you're looking at. You are not talking about a situation where you're going to have 
you're going to pick up the regular season where you left off and then go into the playoffs. I don't see a situation where that is realistic. And frankly, again, this is for everybody to watch basketball again and just kind of say, oh, that's what it's like watching these guys compete. This is not about we've got to get back there and crown an NBA champion. Trex, sorry, you're, you're speaking my language. Pull the tapes. I was on this back in whenever the heck this first thing started. You I'm on board with that. You, and you also, marketing is important in this situation. You can't market it as, if you're going to have these guys come back and play that type of tournament, you got to market it as such. You know, it's the COVID cup or whatever you want to call it. But it's not going to be your NBA COVID champion. Cup. People aren't going to that. The COVID cup. People aren't going to consider you NBA champions if you come back and play a three-game right. tournament style. You know, but I like it because what it also does, it's slowly... Once you're eliminated, you're out of the hotel. It's slowly bringing it up to, you know, the final two teams. And maybe, you know, it, it's a safer way to do it, too. Well, for all of our Celtics and NBA coverage, check it out on our website at clnsmedia.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are calling the final dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution.